Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with WBEZ and Vocalo Radio's Ayana Contreras. Hey. Alt-Latino's Felix Contreras. Hey, what's happening? And from NPR Music, Rihanna Cruz. Hi, Robin. How are you? All right. And Lars Gokrich. What up, our dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's New Music Friday. And we're looking at the best albums out now on April 22nd, starting with Pusha T and his new one, It's Almost Dry. Good money is the evil root. Let the smoker shine the coops. Rich bitches that love the boost. I'm just here to find the truth. If kilograms is the proof. I sold the golden goose. I got him, baby, I'm Jim Perdue. Cocaine's Dr. Seuss. We sip eggs out the flutes. Chanel scarves out the roofs. If I never sold dope for you, then you're 95% a who. I've forsaken all the rules. I done paid for all the use. The first 48 the clue. Your jail cell was made for two. AMGs on auto cruise. The wrist singing auto tune. The dope game destroyed my youth. Now Kim Jones Dior my suits. If money is the evil root, let the smoker shine the coops. Rich bitches that love the boost. I'm just here to find the truth. If kilograms is the proof, I sold the golden goose. I got him, baby, I'm Jim Perdue. Cocaine's Dr. Seuss. Pusha T, his new album, It's Almost Dry. This is the song Let the Smokers Shine the Coops. This is a record we knew was coming sooner or later, but just found out at the top of the week that it'd be out today. His first in four years. I don't know about you all, but you know, there are records that are growers you got to spend some time with. But this one to me was like immediately, instantly, it just grabs you and it doesn't let go. Yeah, there is very little that Pusha T could do that I wouldn't be into. I've been waiting for this record for a bit. And after really enjoying the singles he put out, Diet Coke, which I talked about on a Best of the March podcast, and Neck and Wrist, which is also a banger with Jay-Z and Pharrell. But the record itself managed to live up to my personal hype, which is crazy. It's it's a quintessential push album to me because you got great sample flips. I'm thinking specifically of uh, the Jealous Guy sample on Dreaming of the Past. I was dreaming of the past. It's levels, it's layers, so pray for the players. Uh, we hollowed the walls and back of bodegas. Uh, I got plenty. Which absolutely floored me. Like, that's the type of shit that I expect from, from Pusha. You have the fashion name drops, you have the drug bars <laughs> on that clip you just played. He said he's the Coke game Dr. Seuss or something like that. Which An incredible line. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> amazing line. This record gives me everything I want from Pusha. It's like stank face inducing music. And like, <laughs> I really enjoy that. And, you know, he delivered. The thing is, I think he actually is doing a little bit of both things. He is still finding ways to rap creatively about the hustle but he's doing it a little bit more of a wink now, but he is still dead serious. So like, I think about the, there's a line on Just So You Remember where he says, the purest snow we sell in white privilege. Just so you remember who you dealing with, the purest snow we sell in white privilege. And the way he pulls out white privilege is like, he's laughing, but he's kind of sneering at the American dream. He's laughing all the way to the bank, but he knows exactly what he's saying. And as a longtime Clips fan, I also was just bowled over that Malice is back with Pusha. He plays on the final track, and that's another situation where, like, 
they're playing with the religion thing. The big reason why they split was because Mouse became a born-again Christian. And Clips was like, that dog, that ain't for me. You hear church organs and you hear them talking about the difficulties of faith and reconciling faith. I think this is a really incredibly strong record from Pusha. Pusha T, It's Almost Dry is his new one. And from that record, let's go to an incredible new album out today from the singer Jorge Drexler. It's called Tinta y Tiempo. Era del mesoproterozoico Cuando aquella célula visionaria En un acto inaudito tirando a heroico Tuvo una idea revolucionaria Cansada ya de dividirse sola Vio con buenos ojos a otra célula vecina Decidió mezclarse, aprendió a reírse Y nació aquella historia del huevo y de la gallina There are so many great change-ups on this record. I want to jump ahead to a, a bit later in this track so you can hear where it goes. Fundirse los dos en una, buscar en otro cobijo, crear la palabra hijo, barajando la fortuna. Aullar de amor a la luna, con un trino una canción, descubrirse el corazón, soltar el viento semilla, y de una pasión sencilla. And this song is El Plan Maestro from Jorge Drexler's Tinta y Tiempo. Felix, I texted you over the weekend when I was listening to this for the first time because I was just so absolutely blown away by this whole album. It's, you know, there's a reason for that because I call him the poet laureate of Latin America. I mean, that's my own informal title for him and his music because I'm a big fan, as are millions of others throughout Latin America. He's originally from Uruguay. He's one of those artists whose albums get better than the last. I mean, each one keeps getting better and better. And we played a little bit of that song at the beginning. It's an example of his poetic lyrics and his play with rhythm and rhyme. I'm going to translate a little bit of what you heard at the beginning. It was back in the Mesoproterozoic era when that visionary cell, in an unheralded act, strived for heroics. It had a revolutionary idea. Tired of dividing on its own, it made eyes at a neighboring cell and decided to mingle. Okay? So it's like, that's the kind of, yeah, right? Head blown. <laughs> Mind blown. You know? And it's kind of cool that we're coming from Pusha T on this one because you guys mentioned the, the writing and, and all the subtle, subtle and not so subtle references in the lyrics. And it's the same thing with this, except in Spanish and across all kinds of different stylistic changes. Like you said, you pushed it forward to that kind of easy, I don't even know what kind of groove that was at the beginning. It's his own Drexler sound. But then it transitions into a very traditional Andean-type rhythm that's one, two, three, one, two, three, cha, 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 cha. Right. And the guest vocalist on that is Ruben Blades, who himself is a master storyteller. So it's all mixed in together. Lots of stuff to think about, to admire. And, you know, he's obviously... When a guy like Ruben Blades is on your record, it's the stamp of major approval. I felt like I wasn't smart enough 
for some of the lyrics because <laughs> my Spanish is not that great. But I was like, dang, I, I mean, isn't he a doctor? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he was first on my radar with the motorcycle diaries. Yes. And mm. so I've been trying to stay in tune. But to your point, this exceeded what my expectations were. I mean, that particular song that we played, for me, what it felt like is the beginning of the song, anyhow, felt like this moment in Brazilian music when it was inspired by like American soul music. And so it's really beautiful. You mentioned Ruben Blades on El Plan Maestro. There are a lot of great collaborations on this. My favorite is with Noga Eras. I want to play a bit of it. It's a song called O Algoritmo. This one was my favorite. Oh, my God. Which also gives you a more sense of the range on this record. That's so funny that you play that one because uh, watching Lars and Rihanna shake their head, you know, and, and, and grooving to the rhythm, you know, it's the rhythm of language was my introduction into hip hop. And, you know, because I'm I'm older, right? So that I didn't grow up with that music and it was new to me. So as I found a place for it in myself, being a drummer, it was always the rhythm that got me, brought me in and listened. That's what I listened for first. And then I listened to try to catch up to the lyric and the translation or the, the meaning, right? But... That's one of the things that he does on this record, too, because he plays a lot with the rhythm of language, the syntax, all that stuff. Jorge Drexler, Tinta y Tiempo is the record. Let's hear one more album that we're loving this week before we take a break. It's from Ben Mark. It's called Glass Effect. Ben Mark, his new album is Glass Effect. This is the cut Way We Are. It's a UK artist we featured on the show just last fall when he released what was an absolute masterpiece, I thought, a record called Breathe Sweet. Often classified as a, as a jazz artist, though obviously when you listen, there's a whole lot more going on in his music than that. And I think on this record, Glass Effect, he just keeps pushing those boundaries. He just keeps pushing out, stretching. Which I think is what jazz is all about, you know, mm. I mean... Jazz contains multitudes, but I really appreciated this record because it's so beat forward in terms of sampling. And yet Ben mentions that the song imagined from the vantage point of the dance floor, which I don't know if beat records are always that way. A lot of the times, you know, beat records are sort of stereotyped as being sort of headphone masterpieces. Mm. And I think that this album actually 
as a DJ, I think there are definitely tracks on this record that remind me of the vibe of a really beautiful street festival where everybody's kind of mm. getting down and doing their thing or a, like kind of sweaty basement party. Just a real gathering feeling, which like, I guess maybe I'm, I'm longing for. And I don't know if other people are also longing for it, but it just felt like a really beautiful time for this record to come out. It's interesting because I, I felt like, you know, it's a mix of some vocal pieces. I think it's largely instrumental, though, but... I thought there was just a real sense of community and connectivity across this record, yeah. even in the instrumentals. You know, it's like an implied community almost. You know what? It reminds me of the stuff that Herbie Hancock was doing in the mid '70s, the electronic yeah. music. Mm. You know, right? He was reaching Sextant, into yeah. right. He was reaching into funk. It was looked down upon by the jazz police, but now that music is a revelation, man. And that's what this mm. reminds me of. It's like, like you said, expanding the boundaries. Ignoring the rules. This is what I hear. I'm going to put it out there. Really like sure. this record. Ben Mark, his new album is called Glass Effect. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the new album by Spiritualized, uh, a recently unearthed live record from Charles Mingus, and more, including some of our personal favorites out this week. This message comes from NPR Music's 2022 lead sponsor, State Farm. Each year, NPR Music gives unsigned musicians a chance to submit their original songs to the Tiny Desk Contest. State Farm is proud to support the eighth year of the contest, helping the winner achieve their dreams by going on tour with NPR Music and playing their very own Tiny Desk Concert. Entries over the years have featured surprises like cello paired with electric guitar, a song performed at a lemonade stand, and multiple pets caught on camera. Everyone has their own taste in music, and there are lots of great entries to check out at tinydeskcontest.npr.org. State Farm knows that everyone has a budget, too, and they've got lots of options to fit your lifestyle. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on April 22nd. We start the second half of our show off with the new spiritualized album, Everything Was Beautiful. This is another one of those songs that goes through a number of evolutions, so let's jump ahead a bit on this cut as well. It's called Always Together With You. So the song just keeps building like there's a there's 50s doo-wop in this and and rock 
and and it just keeps building until the at the end of the song there's literally a jet roaring overhead Spiritualized Everything Was Beautiful is the record. In, in my world, this album just rips, but Lars, you, you kind of honed in on its quieter moments. I mean, all right, Spiritualized is Jason Pierce, a.k.a. Jay Spaceman, a.k.a. The J-Man, a.k.a. Pierce by a Broken Heart. I made up those last two. Um, <laughs> totally funny. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, solo project. Uh, Jason Pierce has been making music for four decades, first in The Spaceman 3, and then as spiritualized basically for the last 30 years. And his music and moods have changed over that time, but the through line remains. Jason Pierce wants to bring us to Space Church the sacrament is pills and mushrooms. Um, <laughs> he wants to take us to space through his music, and he explores themes of loneliness and love and altered states, and he ultimately wants to go inward to grow outward. And as you said, Robin, everything just keeps building. Yeah, I'm only casually acquainted with spiritualized. You know, they're big tracks, like, ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. That song, I love. And as soon as I pressed play on this record, I was like, oh, cool. This is like the same thing I've heard on that album, on that song, that sort of schmaltzy like, soundscape at a lovey-dovey type sound, which I love. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I think it's great. We all need a little bit of schmaltz every now and again. But throughout the rest of the record, it honestly surprised me because I didn't know as like a casual listener that they sort of dabbled in this English rock throwback sound on some tracks and then on others on like on crazy they have a twangy old country type feel to it and I like that I, I like how they switched it up and it's funny you said schmaltz, because when Robin asked me if I wanted to talk about the spiritualized record, I was like, dude, this is just, this is like pure schmaltz. And he was like, and oh, I said, no, thing. it's lighters up rock and roll. This is like, hey, Jude jams. It is. That's why I say in, in my in my world, this record rips. I listen to spiritualized and I'm like in my feelings, you know, in a good mm, way where yeah. it's like, hmm, like I love life. I love everyone around me. Very, very um, akin to, to the mushroom experience, like you mentioned. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Perfectly timed. Perfectly timed. Perfectly timed. Yes, yes. Up over there I know. I'm not, I'm not redoing that. That was perfect. <laughs> spiritualized. Everything was beautiful was the album. Let's go next to Charles Mingus. It is today, April 22nd, what would have been his 100th birthday. There are a number of things happening around that, including the release of this new record called The Lost Album from Ronnie Scott's Charles Mingus, The Lost Album from Ronnie Scott's. Thank you. 
Charles Mingus, the lost album from Ronnie Scott's. This is the song Orange Was the Color of Her Dress. As I said, today would have been his 100th birthday. This release, the lost album from Ronnie Scott's, is actually out on Saturday the 23rd for Record Store Day, but we wanted to include it on today's show. Lots of things happening around his milestone birthday, but this record is particularly special. Yeah, you know, it came out, or we'll say it was recorded in the summer of 1972 in London, and Mingus, along with basically everybody who was doing jazz on Columbia during that year, outside of Miles Davis, were kind of unceremoniously dropped from the label. There's long conversation about why that was, but we were consequently robbed of this record. And so listening to him at that moment in time is very enlightening. I mean, I think my first experience with Mingus was on the, let me get them all right, Mingus, 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 Mingus record, <laughs> like 1964. Uh, I got it at like an auction in the hinterlands of the Chicago Atlanta area, and I just literally bought it for the cover, and my life was different at that point. Yeah. So understanding where he, like his narrative arc of performance and sort of his way with discord You know, like, I love that about him. I love that you're sort of on the edge of your seat, like, what is going to happen? So it's really just a gift. The Mingus record is just fun to listen to hear Mingus as an instrumentalist, because you always always hear about Mingus, the genius composer. But in here, the mix and the sound is such that you can hear Mingus play his bass. And oh, my God. The way he attacks, caresses, and just imbues so much joy into that instrument, it was just monumental to listen to. I love how you mentioned joy, Lars, because that was one thing that struck me in this performance and in this recording is how much joy there was in it, particularly because I read that this performance came after a period where he was largely inactive, in part because he was battling depression. No, I think that it harkens back to what I've always found fascinated about his music and appreciated is that to me it always sounds like so much of the black church right so much of the celebration and the joy of the church in his arrangements and the way that instruments are stacked and then the melodies so i guess i can see that as referring maybe he was referring back to his roots to come out of that depression but the other thing that strikes me about this record is recorded in 1972. So that era of 1971-72, think about all the rock records, all the classic rock records that are now iconic right now. Rock was taking over. It was in such a fertile period. And yet Mingus was only 50 years old, right? And he's still so incredibly creative, as were so many of the other jazz musicians, as Ayana mentioned, who were dropped by record labels back then because rock was the thing to do. The frustration, no wonder he was dealing with depression and frustration that a lot of musicians did back then, because they were virtually just cast aside at their creative peak. These guys were in their 50s, had created bebop, done all this amazing cutting-edge stuff, and were just cast aside by the industry and still had so many things to say, as this record from 1972 exhibits. At the end of the day, the music stands alone, you know. I mean, I guess that's a little bit cliche, but this album definitely puts an exclamation point on that, I think. And if it if you haven't listened, it actually is a good gateway drug to get into his music. The Lost Album from Ronnie Scott's from Charles Mingus. We have one more album that we want to play and talk about from the artist O oh Young. But it's another busy release week, so let's just take a minute to flag some of our other favorite albums out today. Rihanna. Yeah, so there are very few bands that have had an output 
like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard over the past decade or so. But once again, they are back with Omnium Gatherum, their new album. So check it out. It's psych rock jam band, which can't really go wrong. I don't know. Lars. The San Antonio-based composer Claire Rousey, their new album, Everything Perfect is Already Here. She does this thing where she should hear something like a lawnmower and think it's the most beautiful sound in the world. And so it's a way for you to drop into her sound world. It's a two-cut record, Everything Perfect is Already Here, and this is a little bit we're hearing of a song called It Feels Foolish to Care. builds them like building blocks that tap into your emotions or or her emotions and you're kind of like dropped right into her world. Felix. Since we were talking about Record Store Day, I want to point out that Resonance has like six albums coming out and includes uh, some releases from Bill Evans recorded in Buenos Aires at the height of his creative power. And this is actually the theme to MASH, Bill Evans' version of the theme to MASH that was recorded in Buenos Aires, the record Inner Spirit. Ayana. So, Mingus? Yeah, Yeah, so there's also the Mingus, 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 the trio album that comes out, which is is, uh, coming out in a re-release, which is very interesting because listening to him in a trio format, like if you thought you could really hear the bass on this live 1972 album, check him out on a trio's record. It's hard to pick just one record this week, but I'll flag a new album out today from the singer Becca Stevens and Ataka Quartet. It's a self-titled album, Becca Stevens and Ataka Quartet. These are reworked versions of Becca Stevens' songs with their string arrangements. I love how they sound together. It is for me to keep the beauty while you sleep on solid peace and I. Who cannot stay the years, nor live them all in tears, must watch the vision die. Becca Stevens and Ataka Quartet. And as is usually the case, there's more great music out this week than we can fit in a single show. So be sure to check out the episode description in your podcast feed where we'll list other releases for you to check out this week. All right. One more before we go. And it's a really gorgeous blood-slowing ambient record from the artist known as Oh Young. It's called Imagine Naked.
Oh Young is the artist that's O-H-Y-U-N-G, O Young. Imagine Naked is the record. The song is symphony sweeping. Dr. Lars Gottrich prescribed this one for us this week. (laughs) (laughs) A discovery for me. What an indispensable, just calming record this is. All two hours of it. O Young is Robert O Young Rusli, and they typically have made in the past these really hyperactive hip hop and pop records. In fact, Rihanna would probably really love those records now that I'm thinking about it. Like, think Jake Pike Mafia kind of style of just like ping ponging all over the place kind of production. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm speaking your language. As has happened to most people during this pandemic, Oh Young just needed a space to exist outside of themselves and inside themselves at the same time to in order to get some peace. And I read an interview with them that said they actually thought ambient music was pretentious and <laughs> wanted nothing to do with it because it felt like to them, they're Asian American, it felt to them like a white space and they didn't want to be in this place. But then they started tugging at some productions that weren't quite ready yet and started stretching them out, letting them loop, and then found themselves in a much more peaceful space. You know, it's a two-hour album, and so suddenly two hours go by, and you're like, wait, where where am I? What have I been doing? I was really struck by the song titles because the, the names imply so much. Like, there's one called Tucked in My Stomach, Yes, My Weeping Frame, My Torn Cuticles, and I read that they're from a poem by T. Tran Lay called Vegetalscape. And they describe their poem as, um, and I'm oversimplifying it here, but in part about living with mental illness and how they make the world around them beautiful in spite of that. And that this music feels like that in that sort of therapeutic way. I'm really glad that they decided that, that it's not strictly a white space because there are more and more artists I'm discovering, especially from Latin America, that are using ambient. And I've been a fan of ambient going back to the 70s, right? I mean, I really like all that stuff, all the sound collage, all the sound landscape stuff. My analogy for, for ambient music is I just kind of made this up. Tell me if you think you agree or you like it or not. It's like, you know how you get these stucco walls and homes, you know, and houses from a certain era? If you close your eyes and just run your hand over the edges and the contours of the stucco, that's to me what ambient music's like. The cracks, the ups and downs, the valleys, the, the texture of the sound. Really like this record. Can I buy some pot from you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought this would be a nice one to leave people with as we head into the weekend. I, I listened to it while taking a long, long walk on a very gray day just outside of D.C., and it just changed the color of everything around me in wonderful ways. The record is called Imagine Naked by O Young, O-H-Y-U-N-G. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thanks to Ayana Contreras, Felix Contreras, Rihanna Cruz, and Lars Gottridge. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Thanks, Robin. Thank you, Robin. Thanks. As I mentioned, you can see a list of all the albums and songs that we featured on today's show in the episode description for this podcast. You can also find it on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. To hear the tracks again and a whole lot of other new singles that came out this week, search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in Spotify or Apple Music. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter. That's at npr.org slash music newsletter. Music newsletter, all one word. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Music.